Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. Um, we want to uh, really thank the people at Anchor and encourage you if you are starting your own podcast or currently using uh, another platform in your podcast to uh, try Anchor. Anchor is a terrific platform. We're very, very pleased with their performance and their technology as well as uh, their support. So uh, give it a try. Anchor is a great, great uh, technology and platform, and we're pleased that uh, they are uh, one of our great uh, partners at Blood Time. Thanks for listening, and uh, continue to support us as we will support you with great stories. Thank you. Hey, have you ever wondered how the ultra-wealthy grow their real estate portfolio so fast and furious? Have you ever heard of the infinite banking concept? Learn how you can become your own bank and build out your own real estate portfolio like the pros, like the ultra-wealthy. Call Ed Knezovich or Ryan Miller at Next Level Continuing Education at 614-648-2440. Learn how to purchase investment real estate without spending a dollar of your own capital through Next Level Continuing Education. 614-648-2440. Coach Cimarroni here for Blood Time. I am extremely excited about having my next guest on. We're going a little different direction, a little different sport, but same type of Blood Time moments and an incredible human being that's affected so many incredible athletes and people in the world. I have the newly retired head hockey coach for Penn State University, Joe Batista. Joe, welcome to Blood Time. Thanks, Peter. Excited uh, to be a part of this. And uh, I got to tell you, I've enjoyed uh, listening to your uh, guests. Uh, Kerry McCoy is a friend of mine. And, uh, you know, I, I, I got to tell you that uh, it, it's inspiring uh, to hear the stories uh, and, and to know and validate the same you know types of character traits and, and uh, those family you know, feelings that you get uh, inherited from those other, you know, coaches and former athletes. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more, Joe. And uh, I was introduced to you by John Farrell, a terrific young man, or actually now middle-aged man. (laughs) I met him when he was a young man. Uh, I think he played for you. I know he played for St. Ignatius, terrific young man. And also too, we have so many connections, Joe, uh, for, for from my my nephews playing uh, hockey for the Barons uh, to Kerry McCoy to Ira Lupert, uh, who's a, a dear uh, partner and dear friend of Dean Adler, a friend of mine from uh, the Wharton School of Business, but also uh, Ira ended up uh, being on uh, the uh, I think he was the head of Regents. Uh, for Penn State for many, many years. And I believe he was extremely instrumental in bringing in uh, the Hall of Famer, uh, Cale Sanderson, into uh, into your uh, fine university. So it's terrific to have you on. Well, I appreciate that. And you are uh, absolutely correct about Ira Lewert. Uh, Ira uh, was president of our board of trustees. Uh-huh. He's still still on the board of trustees. And he and Galen Tribal Bus. Uh, are certainly two of the bigger names in, in uh, uh, Central Pennsylvania wrestling and, and have done an amazing job uh, revitalizing uh, our wrestling program. And, and Cal, as you know, is, is just, an, and his brother and, his, and yep. the rest of his coaching staff, they are just tremendous human beings, uh, people first. Um, and, 
and uh, you know, teachers, uh, leaders, uh, and and they instilled that uh, in their uh, in their athletes. And I can tell you, I'm involved with a senior leadership honor society at Penn State. I'm the president of our alumni chapter. Awesome. And lots of wrestlers are a part of that organization. So I've gotten the opportunity to get to know Phil Davis and, sure. and a lot of the other guys that are, you know, have come through the program and uh, just, uh, you know, th- those guys walk the talk. Uh, no doubt. And, and they really have transformed the sport and, and how to really coach it. And tell me a little bit about, you know, I was a, a young man when I saw hockey transform our entire country with Herb Brooks and that magnificent crew at Lake Placid. Tell me, tell me what is your coaching philosophy? Because Kale has transformed our sport. He makes it fun. And you could just see these, these guys have fun, uh, you know, uh, uh, wrestling. And he's won the last, I think, seven out of the last eight national championships. He's a little down this year, but he's going to come back really strong. Tell me a little bit about what Herb Brooks meant to you and, and some of those transformative moments in the hockey world and how you brought that to Penn State and uh, to your coaching philosophy. Well, it, 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 and you've struck uh, the right chord because it was the 1980 Olympic uh, victory that basically changed my life. Sure. I was uh, at Penn State as a uh, sophomore. I was majoring in nuclear engineering. Don't ask me why. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was in the wrong major. Uh, I, I went about it all wrong. Uh, I was playing for the hockey team at the time. Sure. And that was really my, my focus. But it was uh, that, uh, you know, it was February of 1980 and there I am sitting there watching this all happen and saying, you know, that's something I want to be a part of. That is something that got my juices flowing. Sure. Uh, and I literally changed majors. I love uh, it. Part, Cause I was just in the wrong major to, sure. to begin with. I did it to please mom and dad. Been there, know, done that. It, Been there, done that, right? Joe. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I was an accounting well, I, major and, got, and I'm like, what am I doing, man? And I ended up with a history ma- uh, major and master's. So <laughs> I feel you brother. <laughs> right. Well, and I, you know, I, I, I had never taken any assessments or anything like that. And sure. I talk about it and I, you know, I wrote a book called the power of pragmatic passion. Love it. And in the book, I tell, my story about how lucky I was in many respects uh, because I just didn't know any better. I was fortunate sure. in my family to go to college, and sure. but I was so fortunate to have experienced that. Uh, literally three years later, I'm standing on that same ice in Lake Placid as a counselor for uh, USA Hockey's uh, under U16 National Development Camp. I got to meet and got to know. Uh, Herb Brooks, I got oh. to know Bob Johnson, who was one of his big rivals sure. from uh, Wisconsin back in those days. Yeah, and I actually got both of them uh, when I was working for the Pittsburgh Penguins as director uh-huh. of amateur hockey development. Got both of them to come into Pittsburgh to do to be part of a, a weekend of amateur hockey in Pittsburgh. This was all pre Mario Lemieux days. Sure, and we were trying to build a base of fans and get people excited about the sport. And both Herb and Bob could not have been more accommodating. Uh, they went out of their ways to, to be a part of that. 
uh, and have both left an indelible mark in my life. And, you know, I still, I tell the story all the time. Peter. Yeah. Bob Johnson took over the Pittsburgh Penguins for the 1990-91 season. Yes. The very first practice. Yeah. Didn't have any pucks on the ice. Oh, and my he God. Made, made the guys uh-huh. do all these drills that they did when they were kids. Made them slide on the ice. Sure. Superman died. Love it. Tumbling and all. And the players were like, what, what's this? <laughs> what's this maniac doing? <laughs> this guy's nuts, you know? And yeah. The bottom line was toward the end of the season, you know, they, they would, there wasn't anything that those guys would not do for Bob, John Badger, Bob. Sure. And what he did was, he, as you mentioned, he put the fun yep. back in the game. Yep. K.O. Sanderson. Out. Right. Yeah. Right on. It's, it's, right on. You got to You got to get that passion yep. burning inside of you and you got to unleash it. And, and that, that makes all the difference. Well, you know, that's what Herb did too, right? I mean, I don't know if so much back in the day he had the fun put in it, but he definitely brought incredibly fiery passion to that team. And it's just magnificent that that moment in time in Pittsburgh, he comes in and then sparks the Penguins run, and you're a part of both. That is just incredible. I just I just love it. Yeah, and, and, and you know, don't get wrong, different styles, right? Sure, of course. Her, her Brooks, her Brooks and, and, and Bob Johnson were two completely different. Well, I think you know, I think Herb was, coaches, you know, Herb, yeah, Herb was like more Vincey Lombardi, right? Vincent Lombardi-ish kind of from that cared, mentality, right? But he still cared about his, especially more like when you look at the, the guys that played for him at the University of Minnesota where they won three NCAA championships, yep. you know, and Herb, Herb was, uh, you know, way out ahead of his time in many respects. Yep. And uh, I, it's, again, just both he and Bob were taken from us way too early, uh, you know. Yes. Herb, you know, passed away in a car accident. Yeah. And Bob died from cancer at I age know. 61. I know. And, and just tragic. But the mark they left on not just hockey, but, you know, uh, Olympics. Oh, the Al Michaels, do you believe in miracles? I mean, I I get chills just thinking about that, and that was 40 years ago or something. Well, well, it's funny. Mike Arruzzioni, the captain of that The Mike, yeah, Arruzzioni, sure. He just wrote a book. Uh, It's amazing that it took him that long to do it. I know. His book is out right now, and, and you know, it's great for anybody that's, interested in the, in kind of the history of what brought that team together, sure. you know, that that's, you know, and then there's, there's some other really good books out there uh, about, uh, you know, what the, that, that miracle on ice team was all about that in, in the, in the lessons and how they transform, you know, translate into uh, people's jobs, their family lives, et cetera. Cause that, as you know, that's what you're, you're all about. Yeah. Well, the, is, that is the ultimate, I mean, literally, universal blood time moment for our country. So, I mean, it affected our country on a blood time level. So, I mean, we all bonded on that. That was just, I still get chill. Again, it's 40 years ago. I was a 23 year old guy watching that. I'm like, this is, you know, and you know how incredible that victory was. It was literally a bunch of college kids against the best in the world. Those were professionals from the Soviet Union. Who had just beaten the NHL All Stars, I think, yes. since the one, yeah. and, uh, and 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 actually, that Soviet team beat the U.S. team, the the same team that ended up winning the gold medal, yeah. ten to three at Madison Square Garden two weeks before 
the Olympics started. It's crazy. So, it's know, just, it, it's just it's crazy. Just like, you know, we, we all know that yeah. at the end of the day, it's why you have the match. It's why yes. you play the game. Yes. It's why you swim, you know, ski, whatever you're doing. Right. Right. It, it, you do it. You know, if, if analytics was what all the only thing that mattered, we wouldn't have to play the game. Why right? would we? Yeah, you just might as well just you do know. Madden football. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'll tell you, and I, I think you would agree with this that yeah. I, I, analytics is is changing sport, and it's good. Sure. But the one thing that I still don't think it's captured for any sport, yeah, is that that passion. Yeah. Those intangibles, you know, what, how do you factor that in? I think people are trying to get a handle on that, but it's, it's hard because I, you I, just don't know, right? Joe, what, I hope what, it, I hope it never captures it. I hope we always right. have that human spirit, that human bond, that human passion that goes above and beyond what you're capable of doing physically because of that mental state of excellence and love, self-love, is Amen. the ultimate confidence, and it, I think that's beautiful. You, there is there is no better trauma, yes, than a live sporting event when you know everybody's ah, you know that team stands no chance. Well, right. You know what? Yeah. We we all love an underdog, no doubt. There's a reason for that, right? We yep. we want to smile. We also yeah appreciate sustained excellence. Hey, Stallone knows that story. <laughs> He made a few dollars on it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he made a few dollars on it, right? It's not easy to, to do that. And, you know, we we were, you know, I was blessed to have so many great kids like John Farrell. And, yes. you know, I I, I got to tell you, I'll, I'll take a second to just, you know, say he is a great husband. He yes. is a great father. Yes. He owns his own business. Yep. He is, and he's a great person and those are the kinds of things that I think we all as former coaches when we look back and the number of the athletes that we coached who have gone on you know not just to be successful in their occupation yes but they become good parents and and, and you know they're and they're coaching or yes. they're refereeing and, and volunteering and giving back to the community and you know that we always talked about in, in, in when I coached the Penn State Icers that Family comes first, school comes second, and hockey was third. Oh, and, bingo, baby. Know. I'm right with you, and this is why I do this podcast, my friend. No and, doubt. And, and I, I got to tell you, I, I'll tell you a story. Uh, Craig Patrick, who was actually the assistant coach uh-huh. of that 1980 team, yes. his, I, I coached both his sons, okay, um, CJ and Ryan, and his nephew, Curtis, and uh, CJ's sister was getting married yes. on a weekend when we had games. Oh. And I told him, oh. CJ, you're going to your, your, your sister's wedding. I love it. I love and, it. And he was like, what do you mean? No, I can't. I said, no. Yep. We'll, we'll, the guys will rally. They'll pick you up. You're not missing your sister's wedding. Yes. Family. Yes. We can't just talk about family. We got to live it. We got to live, live it. You know, and... I, I, I could, I, Joe, we're, we're twin sons of different mothers. And I love that because my second son was born. My producer, Maverick Peters is the firstborn of Scott Peters, my dearest friend, one of my assistant coaches and his younger brother, Ryan, who's the athletic director at Beechwood high school, where I was the head coach twice was 
and he's a dear friend of mine, and I love him like a brother or son. He was wrestling in the state finals the very day my second son was born. And guess what? I wasn't coaching at the state finals. (laughs) I was in that delivery room with my beautiful Christian Michael Cimarroni. So I feel you loud and clear because I was a walking testament to that absolute philosophy. And uh, I want to explore that more. And I want to explore your philosophy of coaching and some of the great stories of those wonderful human beings that you've coached coached in the real world. But we're going to take a break. We'll be back in about fifth, maybe about two minutes or so with Joe Batista uh, on the other side of blood time. This is Coach Cimarroni. We'll be right back. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com. In the midst of our current health crisis, we at Blood Time want to thank Guy and Gus Seiko and the team at Defense Soap as a beacon of our protection. Body wipes, skin cleansers, bars of soap, shower gels, and disinfectant tablets. All this and more as Defense Soap is on the front line of our protection. Thanks to the Seiko family and their team at Defense Soap. Check them out for all your protection needs during these precarious times. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com And we're back with Joe Batista, the retired, just recently retired head coach at Penn State University's phenomenal first segment. And Joe, I can't wait to talk to you about what was your blood time moment that what coach transformed you into the person you are today? And then I want to talk about some stories that you helped transform other individuals into the remarkable people that they are. So who was one or two of those coaches that had a, a total effect on you? Well, I, I will say this. It's almost unfair to pick on just a couple because I have been so blessed in my life to I love be that. surrounded by great coaches and more importantly, great people and you know i have to start with my father sure. uh he was a lifelong uh baseball and softball competitive softball coach um and he's about to turn 89 what's his name uh joe senior joe senior we love joe senior and and his nickname is the belly man because <laughs> you know we, we always teased him he had a little bit of a belly but most it. importantly it was like when a game was on the line right he would come over to the dugout he would look us in the eye and say it's belly time we need some guts <laughs> right now we need to who's who's gonna make the big play who wants the ball hit to them I you love know, who's that. gonna get us a run and and, and just yeah. His passion and his love of sport, you know, certainly made a difference. But Blair Studebaker, uh, I had as a coach, uh, uh, Coach Bob Ford, who is just an absolute gem of a human being, has impacted thousands and thousands of lives uh, when, when I had him. And then uh, in college, I had Clayton John and uh, Mark Corgis and John Shellington. And, and I, again, I... What I college was that at, uh... Okay. I played at Penn State. Awesome. I played here okay. back, you know, when we were. Oh, that's right. Yes, I'm my bad. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, Absolutely. no, no problem. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I, I got to tell you, I was again. I, I don't know if it was just fate or what. I don't think. I don't think so. I think it was because of the philosophies of the people that I was lucky to have been on so many sure championship teams. Yes. Whether it was youth hockey, uh, youth football, um, baseball, uh, and then college, uh, you name it. Uh, and, and, you know, you just get that, that 
belief, right? Yes. Peter? Yes. That, that no doubt. Not it's intrinsic. Co- not cockiness. No, it's no, that, no, no. The exact inner, opposite inner. of that. The, you know, yeah, arrogance inner. is, Joe, arrogance right. lives in fear. Confidence yes. lives in self-love. And I couldn't agree with you more. It is the exact opposite when you are confident because you truly have love for not only yourself, but respect and love for your opponent. Yeah, and and uh, you know, as far as coaching is concerned, sure, it was certainly uh, the number one person that impacted me was Bob Johnson, gotcha. Herb Brooks, close second, you know. Sure. But there were other guys, Ted Sater, um, you know, that that coached in the USA Hockey, you know, world, and sure. uh, you know, just a lot of the USA Hockey coaches that I met along the way during various clinics. Um, and, and, you know, so again, there's just too many to, but what I, what I would say was in common with all of them was that they always put the individuals, the caring of the individual first and the coaches that I were, I was around the thing that stood out to me about the ones that were not memorable were that it was all about them. Right. And that's all they cared about was their record, how many championships they won. Right. You know, and 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 you saw the way they mistreated kids. Sure. Uh, and, and and that was sad. And and you know, I, I'll tell you what. I only spent one year at Culver Military Academy in Indiana, but I I I was uh, assistant coach with a gentleman named Al Clark, mm-hmm. who built in the middle of nowhere in yes. Indiana. Yep. This powerhouse yes yes school hockey program yep. and the number of kids that he sent on to the nhl to division one scholarship programs and division three programs and and more importantly that, that got great educations you know uh, he is and he's the most humble guy you'll ever want to meet and i only spent one year there okay that had such an impact on me that i that that they kept I love that. And I have two questions for you, Joe. Sure. Is there any one thing that was said to you that truly transformed you by any coach? Uh, it, would, it would be my dad. Okay. Uh, someone has to care. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and it was, you know, we, I'll give you an example of a player I had. I won't say his name, but yeah. uh, the, young, the young man had an, a drinking problem. Sure. This was when I was at Penn State. Yep. Uh, got himself into some trouble. Okay. And everybody wanted me to kick him off the team. Right. Everybody said, you know, look, he's, a, he, he's just going to be a problem. Get him out of here. And, and I, you know what? That would have been the conventional wisdom. That would have been the thing to do. Yes. And I, I said, and I, his teammates came to his defense. They knew that if we got rid of him, he would, it would be the worst thing that could happen to him as a person. Right. So I, I was able to prevail upon the rest of the coaching staff and and our advisor that he, we needed him. We suspended him for six weeks. Okay. Um, Okay. We made him come to workouts. We got him some help. We got him into AA. Yep. Uh, had to go see counseling, that sort of thing. And he ended up, we won a national championship that year. Wow. And, and when we were hugging after the national championship, uh, I said, you know, Hey, it doesn't get any better than this. And he's like, coach, 
No. He said, this is the icing on the cake. You guys saved my life. Oh, that is fantastic. he is now the father of four kids. He's got a great marriage. He's got a great career. And I just keep thinking about, you know, had I not done that, you know, someone has to care. You you can't save them all. You were a beautiful you know, you were a beautiful rudder, Joe. You kept him on light, kept him on track to that point of light. That's what we do. That's yeah, what we do. And, and, and those are the stories that you know. And you know, and, and Coach Joe Paterno, who has been, you know, vilified, and, and, yeah. and a lot of it's been very unfair. I hear um, you. And, I hear and you. certainly, you know, no no person should be, you know. Uh, judged by what's perceived as their worst, you know, day. Um, He helped so many people, but, but Joe, you know, when they asked him, well, you know, what, what's the measure of your success as a coach? And he said, come back and ask me that in 30 years. And I'll let you know when I see how many doctors and lawyers and politicians and business owners, successful people uh, have come from my program. It wasn't about wins. It wasn't about national championships and that sort of thing. It was about helping people to become better people. That is definitely our currency. There's no question about that. And it leads me to my next next question, Joe. What attracted you ultimately to the, the sport of hockey? And what has it meant to you? My father made the mistake in 1968, I believe it was, when I was eight years old, of taking me to a Pittsburgh Penguins hockey game when they gave out free hockey sticks. <laughs> and he says to this day it was the most expensive free thing he ever got. <laughs> so That's I fantastic. Fell in love, absolutely fell in love with the sport. I loved it. You know, I yeah. played football sure. um, and baseball, competitive baseball. I ran cross country. Okay. I was a you know, sports nut. Yeah. I uh, tried everything. Um, but there was never anything that matched the passion that I had. I loved. And, and honestly, the best memories I have of skating were when a bunch of us would get together and go out and skate outside on a pond. Yes. We would rent the ice at a rink about 45 minutes away from my hometown, uh, Penn Hills and uh, outside of Pittsburgh sure. in Greensburg. And, and we would rent days from three 30 in the morning till five 30 in the morning on Saturday mornings. There were no referees, no coaches. It was me and all of my buddies. And we came from all over Western Pennsylvania. Sure. Throw, sure. Threw our sticks out in the middle of the ice, pick up teams and play to five. And then we pick up, you know, change the teams around and play again. That was pure hockey and to me there was nothing like getting up ahead of speed up and heading down ice and yep you know blocking a shot scoring a goal those were the i pure joy right ever, pure joy yeah, and, and that's exactly the, the word is joy it, yep. it brought joy and the only thing i've ever come close athletically for me is now my passion for golf I love it. All right. Right on. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you, man. I've been playing that sport since I was about five years old. So I absolutely adore it as well. And it's a, it's a terrific sport because it's you against the course. And it reminds me a little bit of wrestling um, in that, in that respect. So, uh, Oh, the mental, the mental side. We we know it's a 7,000 yard game that comes down to six inches between your ears. No doubt. (laughs) Brilliantly said, brilliantly said. It's always Whole at a time, baby. Shot at a time. So uh, I feel you on that one. Well, Joe, I love the uh, the way you have uh, uh, really articulated your love for for the the 
the young men under your tutelage and the love for the sport and the community of Penn State and ultimately hockey at large. I would like to leave the audience with a couple of things. One, if you have a story or two of some individuals that have really transformed themselves because of you and your coaching staff and the sport into the real world and then leave us with a word or two of courage and encouragement. I'm going to well, turn I, it on. I, I'll tell you two stories. One, one yeah. is uh, about a man named Jeff Martha, okay. um, who is currently the CEO of Medtronic, which is the largest medical device company in the world. Oh my gosh. Um, Absolutely. Jeff, I, I met Jeff when he was probably 10 years old. Okay. His father and I, another gentleman, uh, Ernie Helms were the founders of the Amateur Penguins Hockey Organization, wow. which to this day still exists. It's it's kind of gone through a couple iterations. It's it's known as the Penn's Elite Program now. Sure. But um, Jeff Jeff was a really good player, never a, you know a really elite player, but okay. he made the most out of everything he had because of his cerebral approach to the game. He left it on the, the ice. Game. I love that. Yes. He left it yeah, on the he ice. Was, yep. He always played his biggest games in, in the biggest games. Awesome. And, you know, Jeff went through some, you know, family stuff where his parents got divorced. Uh, you know, they, the, the family company went bankrupt, oh. et cetera. And, 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 he, and he was going through that right when I was going through a pretty rough time in my personal life and wow. uh, we formed this bond plus jeff was at culver military academy when i was there as well okay so jeff actually started off at colby college and ended up transferring to penn state and immediately uh the second semester of his freshman year when he came in yeah. helped us win our league championship for the first time the next year we won a national championship he wow. became captain of the team president of our hockey uh, management association etc this was a young man who just you know would not take you know no he just you know he worked out thought people yes um, etc and and jeff and i remain like brothers to this day that's fantastic um, i, I uh, amazing how we we constantly and i tell people when i have my list of mentors yes he is on my list of mentors because it, well, Joe, he's 10 years younger than you. The it's student became the teacher. I love that. I can, I can pick up the phone and call Jeff, talk about anything. I love that. And we help, we help each other out with family uh, issues. And that's a, the second one has really, it, it's less about the, the sport part and about life. And it's sure. DJ Nardi, Cleveland native. Sure. At the end of his sophomore year, you know, DJ, you know, his, his boy, he was kind of in and out of the lineup. DJ wanted to play more, et cetera. But he also, I said to him in my, our, in our meeting when we met, DJ, what do you want? Yes. John helped us win a national championship. Blah, blah, blah. He said, no, no. What do you really want? He said, I, I, coach, I want to be a surgeon. Yeah. All right. You know what? Hockey right now, you're not going to want to hear this. Hockey's getting in the way of you achieving your life dream. Wow. You're not going to play in NHL, buddy. Um, and we sat down, he and I and his dad, a lot of tears. Sure. We all came up with a very mature and pragmatic decision that it was best for him to focus on getting his grades up, getting ready for the MCATs. Yes. And getting out there. And, and I'm so proud that he is now Dr. Vincent J. Nardi. He is a cardiovascular surgeon in Dayton, Ohio. And I, I try to explain to people that 
that. To me, that's as good as any championship you will ever win. That is the ultimate coaching. That is the ultimate love of a coach. The selfless nature of that. I love that. We're still friends. We're still friends. He... He's married. He's got two wonderful children. That's awesome. You know, and and you know what? He still plays hockey. And he you saved know, lives. He plays it for fun, right? And, and he saved and, lives. He saves lives. It's just the the ripple uh, effect is amazing, Joe. Ripple is amazing. And if, if do we have time for one other quick one? Sure. Okay. So Curtis Patrick, uh, who again nephew of Craig Patrick, who coached the um, assistant coach of the eighty Olympic team, was the general manager of Pittsburgh Penguins. Yes. Curtis played for me, and Curtis was a—I mean, a terrific player. But he was also a little bit of a, you know, wild card. We—we—we like to have fun, you know, a few times. But he was a terrific young man, as creative, right. funny, you know, human. You know, just just. Uh, the teammates loved him, et cetera. He turned 40 uh, about a year ago uh-huh. and he put out on Facebook, uh, uh, a, just a nice letter about the people who had made a difference in his life. And I had no idea this was coming, but he talked sure. about how I was one of them. And he talked about the impact, you know, and how many of his teammates had gone on to be successful. And that maybe that was, coincidence or serendipitous he said i don't think so i think it's because of what penn state hockey our mission our values um what our culture was you know about you know always you know you have a higher calling than hockey always be good to other people you know be other centered and always remember to give back and he told that story and it just brought me to tears and it reminds you again hey all the all the championship trophies and all the championship rings we have and all that—they're awesome, great memories, etc. It's the impact on each other as people yes. and trying to make this a better world. Uh, that's that's got to be our number one uh, purpose, and uh, that's why I love listening to your show, oh, hearing thank all you. the stories because it's yes. it's it, we're we're all kindred spirits, yes, and we know that there's much more to this than just the games, but the games and the matches do matter. No doubt. So. No doubt. And it's the do good always, the ripple effect, the pay it forward. I just love that. And we just had, we just released the Yoshi Nakamura uh, story uh, interview and, and his, his words of encouragement were pay it forward. And I'm going to yeah. ask you, uh, Joe, to leave our, during this very uh, turbulent and, and challenging times of the virus uh, to leave the audience with some words of courage and encouragement. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. Yeah. I, in my book, I talk about what's the name of your book again. It's called the power of pragmatic passion, seven common sense principles for achieving personal and professional success. And we can get that where? On Amazon and every place uh, you else? You can get it on Amazon or you can go to my website, pragmaticpassion.com. Love it. And, or, and order the book. If you do that, I'll, all you got to do is tell me who to sign it to. I'll personalize it and ship it back to you. Um, Fantastic. So that, uh, and, and basically, in that book, I talk about three things. Okay. Dream big. Yeah. Keep it real. Right. And then get it done. Love that. And it's, it's that execution part that's usually where we get a little tripped up in life. But you have to dream big. But you've got to keep it real. You've got to understand what your strengths 
and your limitations are and what your growth plan is. Sure. And then you got to go get it done. And you, part of getting it done, uh, my, we have the seven principles I have spell out the word passion. It's purpose, attitude, sacrifice, servant leadership, inspiration, options, and nurturing. Love it. And you do those things and you're very probable that you're going to live a, a joyful, meaningful, successful life and sports career, you know, uh, family. I mean, to me, it still all comes back to you know, what my father said, and that's that someone has to care. I love that. I love that. Joe, we do the passion that you just articulated, and we're going to get to the other side of this doggone thing, and we're going to come back stronger than ever together as a country and as a people on this planet. I really love this this message, Joe. No, I, and I'm with you. I believe that as well. I believe in the spirit of our, our citizens and, and that, that there are more people out there that in their hearts really, really care about, enough about other people that they're going to do the right thing. Well, Joe, thank you so much from the world of hockey, the nation of the Nittany, Nittany Lions, and the wonderful messages of all these incredible human beings that have helped you become the man you are and the coach you are, and then in turn, those wonderful stories you shared with us with those remarkable individuals. Joe Batista, thank you so much for your time and your inspiration today. Thank you, Coach. It was an honor to be on your show. Well, Joe, be strong. Continue to, to s- send that passionate story out there and give back. And, and again, thank you so much for your time, and we'll be in touch. You bet. Thank you, Peter. Thanks. This is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. Love to all. This is what it's all about. This is Coach Cimarroni. I trust you are well and about to emerge after this most challenging of years. In all that we have collectively been through, we can still find that silver lining. That said, it is my pleasure and honor to announce a rekindling and reconnection to my long time and good friends at the Montrose Auto Group. Mike Thompson, Chris Mills, and the incredible staff at Montrose Westside have afforded me and Razor, my company, an opportunity to present the outstanding lineup of high-quality vehicles in their stable. Jaguars, Range Rovers, Volvos, and a bevy of high-quality pre-owned vehicles are at our and your disposal. I look forward to being of service to you and your family, friends, company, and associates at your request and direction. Let's get together soon to discover how we may be a solution to your driving requirements and desires. Thanks so much and talk soon. This is Coach Cimarroni for the Montrose Auto Group's West Side Store. We here at Blood Time and of course me, Coach Cimarroni, are excited and overjoyed to be partnering with Evergreen and its leadership provided by CEO Michael D'Aloya. I have known Michael for 20 years and his intellect, passion, vision, and professionalism are best of breed and an immensely attractive and deciding reason we are now a proud part of the Evergreen family. In such a tandem, I really think only great things are to come. Here's a thought of the day. Coach great citizens. Great athletes come easy afterwards. Hi. This is David Dennis Mackey. You've just heard another episode of the Blood Time Podcast. Check out more 
at maverickpodcasting.com.